Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. I had a couple of good one-liners in there, so I represented yeah, well. You represented, but Bayheim steals it, saying my name. Jason Smith, like he wants to take me out of the game. Jason Smith, get over here now. You're not I, boxing I, out. If I, I remember correctly, it was the... Then followed up with a whole thing about someone trying to take him down. Syracuse. Right, I don't remember it that yeah. way. Yeah, I don't remember that that way. You're I, another I, one talking bad about old Coach Beheim. Don't if, remember if that. If I'm remembering that, that part no, of the conversation. I, I, then it, it got better after No, that. you're misremembering, I think. I you're think so. absolutely misremembering. I think you're trying to put it in its best light possible <laughs> as you get ready for this weekend's action. <laughs> Welcome inside, live in the Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more information, please visit geico.com. We are hot on NIT action. Yeah, buddy. 
Utah and St. Mary's tied at 28 apiece at halftime. This after Western Kentucky has moved into the final four of the NIT, beating Oklahoma State 92-84. Like I said last night, I'll give the mid-majors the NIT. What a wonderful tournament it would be, the mid-majors, who I'm sorry, don't deserve to be in the NCAA tournament. They don't play the schedule that the other teams do. They don't. And still today on social media, I couldn't keep up with everything today. A lot this of is anger. a take from two. This is this is rivaling the Steph Curry is a system quarterback. Oh, by the way, KNBR, whenever you want to talk to me. Still this waiting, is rivaling yeah. that take. We had people on SB Nation writing blogs about our take about the mid-majors should, shouldn't be allowed in the NCAA tournament. It's pretty cool. I like getting that kind of visceral reaction flowing. Oh. Everybody likes the underdog story until they don't. <laughs> until they don't, until it's uh, plus 28 and they're clearing the bench at the end of the game. You would ha- like to know, though, Western Kentucky with the Hilltoppers. Uh, you got Rod Smart, also known as He Hate Me. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Glanville. Yeah. Romeo Cronell. Some guy named Chris Knight, not to be confused with the Brady Bunch. Oh, Chris not Knight. that no, Christopher Knight. No, yeah, I don't think guy. he went to college. And Duncan Hines. The Duncan Hines? The Duncan oh, Hines. A lot, of my, a lot of my youth went to Duncan Hines, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Uh, but we'll get to more of that coming up this hour. I promise we'll have day three of mid majors and it's craziness. It's absolute craziness. But speaking of crazy, there is nothing more unexpected tonight than seeing this happen just a few moments ago. Or rebound to go 30, 30. Carroll. Oh, there's a 30, 30 night in a Hornets win. Folks, wake up the kids. You may never see something like it again. Well, why would you wake him up now? Boy. Hey, you missed it. You yeah, know, you want to hey, wake him up. Here's, here's the post game. They're talking to him now. Yeah, yeah, no, no, 30 no, you 30. You you'd have to wake him up like in the fourth quarter, like when he had 25 rebounds. Hey, you want to see a 30 30 game? Because that's the way it goes tonight. The Hornets beat the Nets 111 105. Dwight Howard, the first 30 <laughs> 30 game since Kevin Love eight years ago. Dwight Howard in 34 minutes. Scores 32 points, 30 rebounds. His sixth game this year with at least 20 rebounds. And I think I probably could have polled 100 people that claim to be NBA fans. <laughs> and 98 of them had no idea where he was playing no, this no, year. No, I guarantee you, if you and this is the thing. This is how far Dwight Howard has fallen. If you always want to say, he's still oh, a he's 16 and 12 guy. He is. But if you said the average NBA fan, where is Dwight Howard, they would go, uh, Atlanta, and it's not their fault. No, it's not their fault because it, Dwight Howard has been so far off the radar for such a long time. He's like the new Tracy McGrady. It's like at some point we're like, yeah, you know what? We're just we're just not but, talking. But that about year him in Los Angeles seems we're like just, a lifetime ago. Oh my God, we're just not talking about him anymore. Dwight Howard, a guy we talked about for a long time. Yeah, no, kind of a big about deal. ten years ago. Yep. Now it's like, oh yeah, Dwight. Remember Dwight Howard? He's having his highest Who? scoring average since. The 2013 2014 season, and still giving you near to a career average. He's at 12 rebounds a game, but again, Look, no, nobody cares. He's, you know, who he is. He is Shaquille O'Neal with even less motivation. <laughs> That's what he is. Because, look, Shaq, as good as he was, was never motivated to hit free throws, to no. get better, was never motivated. I'm just going to use my body. I'm not going to develop any, any shots. I'm not going to do it. Nope. I'm just going to use my body until. I can't play anymore. And I guarantee you, at some point, he's going to say, boy, if I had taken care of myself or actually tried to get better, 
I might have added three or four more years to my career. I might have won more. It might have been even better. But he never really but, tried. But we would have never gotten the the big leprechaun. No, wouldn't have got. He that. wouldn't have been hanging out with the Jabberwockies. No, he wouldn't have done that in Phoenix. Yeah, that's right. Wouldn't have tried to ring for the king in Cleveland. No, no, he wouldn't have had any of that. Wouldn't have had him with the Celtics. Vagabond. Wouldn't have, wouldn't, have, wouldn't have had him going city to city. You know what, babe? I may not be around for a while, but uh, you just remember when Shaquille O'Neal comes back in town. That's who Dwight Howard is. Shaquille O'Neal was not very motivated no. to get better. He relied on his physical strengths and physical skills to dominate the NBA. This is why when he used to say, I'm the most dominant ever, he was true because he wasn't the best player ever because no. he never tried to get better. Dwight Howard is is Shaquille O'Neal light, has always had the talent, but nah, I'm just going to kind of do my thing. Never wanted responsibility of being a great player. Never really wanted to be the guy in the spotlight. The couple of times he was thrust in, in Orlando, when they had a huge run in the playoffs, I don't know, it was too much for him. I go to the Lakers. Here he is in the thrust in the spotlight again. No, 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 it's too much. I want to go someplace else. And now you're seeing him go back down the rungs as he's going to finish his NBA career. But this is who Dwight Howard has always been. I mean, look, he's... he's not been somebody that's fallen off the face of the earth. No, the numbers that's not are Dwight fairly similar. Right now, he's got the best free throw percentage he's had in seven years. How about that? Dwight Howard's been a 17-point-a-game guy for the last seven seasons. All right, pulling down 11, 12 rebounds a game for the last seven seasons. He's a 17 and, and, and 11 or 12 guy. That's who he was. Now, he had his big heyday with Orlando. He had those big four years, but still in his heyday, he was 22 and 12. That, right, that's that's kind of what he was. Exactly. He never he never developed more moves. He never developed ways. He relied on what he could do athletically and and what he was able to accomplish. Never really tried. And this is why Dwight Howard's a you know it's a five minute headline. Dwight Howard's got thirty thirty. Okay. I mean that that's why that's Dwight Howard. You really can't push that forward very much now, can you? It's certainly in the the annals of NBA history, it's a big deal. As you mentioned, Kevin Love, the only other active player to have done it in only the second time since 1982. And you had that great stat that you posted on Twitter. Yeah, you ready for this? Yeah, hit it. There have been 148 30-30 games in NBA history. 100 recorded 30.30 rebound game in NBA history. Will Chamberlain has 128 of them. 128 of the 148 30-30 games by Will Chamberlain. Nice. In second place. Oh, okay. Bill Russell with three. He's on his heels. Three. Three. With three. Not two. With three. That's what it is. With three. So it's. You Wilt, know, we got to see Wilt, Wilt, Wilt also dominated Conan the Destroyer yesterday. And but we did watch him in Conan the Destroyer. He was fantastic. Wilt was, I, well, when you need a big you needed a big guy in the 80s, you went to Will Chamberlain. Legend. I mean, well, yeah, for many reasons. I can't believe I haven't heard a Rick, a Ric Flair woo yet or a Greek freak woo yet. Alex. Alex, you know about Will Chamberlain, right? Uh, he uh, played for the Bulls, right? No, no. I mean, you know the whole thing about him off the court, right? Yes. Do you know? Okay. Maybe. What, okay. <laughs> what, what, what's he famous for off the court? You're 27, right? Yes. Okay. What's Will Chamberlain famous for off the court? He has an ice cream place, right? No. Okay. No. What's Will Chamberlain famous for off the ice cream? What do you know about ice cream? Unless, unless it's quinoa flavor. I used to know a lot about ice cream, but not much anymore. Well, what is Will Chamberlain famous for? To be for? honest, I'm going to have to go with I don't know. Okay. I, I gave you a hint just a couple seconds ago. I feel like I'm talking to Zoe. I gave you a hint. You want to figure this out? <laughs> I gave you Wait, a hint. A Jeopardy theme or no, something? No, it's all right. There was a great Saturday Night Live skit at one point that was, you know, you may have been number 15,843. Yeah. 
which will always be number 9,804 in my heart. <laughs> no, Wilt, just tell Wilt, I have an idea. Wilt, no, Wilt was a guy. I'll, I'll tell you the answer. Wilt was a guy who was known for being a virgin until he got married. That was Will Chamberlain. Yeah. Wow, really? Yeah, that was him, yeah. I yeah. was going to say a backdoor bachelor. Did not. <laughs> You're really trying to sell that show, aren't we gotta you? we got to push it more, You are yeah. really trying to sell that. So there's Dwight Howard with a 30-30 game tonight for Charlotte. And look, that's who he is. Shaq with less motivation. 30-30. Hey, that's great. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We now know what a catch is going to be in the National Football League. It was announced Wednesday that the competition committee in the NFL, via NFL Senior Vice President of Officiating Al Rivera, will recommend simplifying the language of the catch rule. Here's what's going to be presented next week at the annual league meeting. Also, changing pass interference to a 15-yard penalty instead of a spot foul is also gaining momentum, according to sources. But let's deal with the catch for now. Yeah. The proposed rules defining a catch are, as long as it's the Patriots, number one. Oh, no, you didn't. Control of the ball. Number two, two feet down or another body part. So apparently if I if I get my ankle down or my knee down, or my shoulder down, or my wrist down, that's a catch. Or your ass. A football move, such as a third step, reaching slash extending for the line to gain, or the ability to perform such an act. (laughs) Now think about that last one, the ability to perform such an act. This is how people get cast in adult films. (laughs) So that's what it is. That's how you're going to change a catch. Control of the ball, two feet down, or another body part, a football move such as a third step, reaching or extending for the line to gain, or the ability to perform such an act. Two things coming off of this. Number one, the ability to perform. Who's going to judge that? That's, who's going to judge that? Right back to where that's we started. That's stupid. Yep. That's no change. That's just, hey, we need some more uh, 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 very, mm, you can take it either way language. Could that, he have uh, taken a third step? Extended the ball if you felt like it. Let's have something really vague so the officials have an out. Because that's what this is. The ability to perform such an act. Like, I think he could have taken the third step or I think he was reaching for the goal line. So that's just stupid. But I will say and give them credit. Half of these controversies are going to go away now because many of these are when someone is reaching for a first down, reaching for the ground, or reaching for the goal line. Now, a big thing is this going to be for the pylon, too. When you're reaching for the line to gain, does that mean first down or the end zone, or does that mean a pylon? Because I didn't say it's for the pylon. But if I'm assuming that line to gain is the pylon, because the pylon's the end zone. If you're saying that reaching for the pylon or a first down, and you come down and the ball comes out of your hands a little bit, that's going to be a catch? That's going to get rid of half the controversy right away because that is literally half the plays. Because what was it? It's always on scoring plays. It's on big plays. It's Austin Safarian Jenkins. It was Jesse James. In the Super Bowl, we had Zach Ertz and we had Corey Clement. I mean, these are the plays that are what matter, and that's what, okay, what's a scoring play? If it's you're just diving for the first down marker, okay, that's a big deal, but not nearly something that's a scoring play that is reviewable, and when you still don't get it right, that's what a lot of people get upset about. But this is gonna this is gonna take care of half to three quarters of of the uproar if you're saying if you're reaching for the goal line, 
you're reaching for the first, and you come down and the ball kind of comes out in your hand a little bit because it's the ground, that's going to be okay. That's the most important part of that right there, that that's going to get rid of 50% to three-quarters of, of the controversy. As soon as you get the words football move back in, right, the the ability to catch the ball and turn and start going upfield, all of those things that get caveated out as we tried to make it as confusing as possible. And it's all Jeff Fisher's fault because he was on the competition committee. And he was? He, not this past year. He, no, but he what? they never say that. He was on the competition committee. I know. It's they a never shock. say that during games. That was the only way I to justify his still being on the sideline. I never knew he was on the competition had, committee. He had some pictures or something. That's th- how he extended his run. You think play-by-play guys would say that during a game that Jeff Fisher was on the competition? Thirty-seven committee. or more times. Mm. I mean, the over/under on that was a betting line and a standing line in Vegas. Not on the competition committee. You have to be a head coach, and I was fired. That's why he's. That's really he's salty about that. Now we've seen a lot of sightings of Jeff Fisher. Still, that inexplicable interview <laughs> with Josh Rosen <laughs> that made his rounds. Quarterback whisper. Uh, this is Jeff Fisher. Uh, but, yes, this, in theory, solves things. I don't like that third nebulous term, though. That's going to leave us open to a number of replay uh, gaffes, I think, to to be kind. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. So today is really day three of our take mid-majors shouldn't be allowed in the NCAA tournament because they don't earn their way in. And there's been a lot of viral hate and opinions. It's been crazy last three days. That's one of the great hot takes of our time. Did you get credit for it on the uh, awful announcing scoreboard? Yeah, no, they, I, don't, I don't think they do it till Friday. Usually okay. Friday is when people say, okay, hey, so Friday awful announcing. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, that's when I get that. It's usually on Fridays. Um, Are you going to get a little trophy made or something? Oh, I, ooh, do I get a trophy? I don't know. I mean, if I get it, I, I think all my... you get is a little flame icon next to your name or something. Oh, is that what happens? That's oh, all right. Oh, okay. Well, any, anything, you know, it's worth it if it works. Just want to be nominated. Uh, now people are writing blogs and counterpoints to our take about oh, mid-majors. Oh, There's a big one on SB Nation today that has been cited a lot by people. Imagining the unfathomably stupid Power 5 NCAA tournament. Congrats, here's more Rutgers basketball. This was written by a guy named Russell Steinberg. It appeared in my timeline, so I read it because, you know, hey, I'll read I'll read a counterpoint if you disagree with me. And then I got through a lot of the name calling, which, okay, you know, fine, I, I get that. But no matter what you want to argue about mid-majors and the NCAA tournament, okay, Here's the most popular things that are being said about why this shouldn't happen, why Jason, you're stupid, all these things. Number one, look at all the things we miss out on. We'd miss out on Villanova. We'd miss out on Loyola's buzzer beater over Miami. We'd miss out on Sister Jean. All of these things, and these are what's cited. I'm just showing you some things that are out there. Because this is one of the most popular things. All the excitement with the mid-majors we'd miss out on. And then... It ends by saying, but congrats, we'd still have Rutgers. Do you really think there wouldn't be excitement? Really? You really think the no, people wouldn't get excited if Rutgers upset Virginia? You really don't think that would happen? Nobody knows who the hell maryland Baltimore County is. They have no idea. But it's a 16 seed that beat a 1 seed. As we've said, the schools don't matter. Nobody cares about the schools. It's about the seeds. It's about excitement. Rutgers, more people would be 
crazy about Rutgers than they would be about Maryland, Baltimore County, because people know who Rutgers is. Rutgers ranked and seeded 16th if they were good enough to get in a tournament. Beating number one, that would be exciting. You really think we lose the excitement? The, we'll still have Cinderella's. We'll still have teams seated 11th. Who's been the story of the tournament so far outside of UMBC? Syracuse, look at where they are. They're 11th seeded. They Cinderella's, sure. They Power 5 Conference, sure. But, oh, but they're not exciting? Come on. That's a load of crap. Well, they're not exciting. It's a load of crap. Uh, well, okay. Say, saying okay. that they're exciting okay. is a bit much. Pulling the, the upsets is exciting. The upsets yes. is exciting. Yes. Watching it yes. is Watching like play. someone right. scratching at your throat with cat hair. Right, but how exciting I mean, it's, was watching? It's not good. How exciting was watching Maryland, Baltimore County, and Virginia? How excited was Buffalo and Arizona? These are blowouts, wasn't it? It was the story was big. Well, it was fun watching people fun. try to defend Tony Bennett. <laughs> oh, you know, for the rest of my life, every I think of Tony Bennett, I'm going to see that the tight ISOs they showed of him in the second half, just where he wanted to cry, like he wanted to hug all his players and say, "I'm sorry, this is happening." I'm again, so sorry. it's happening uh, again, like we Tony talked Bennett. about last Friday. People Tony have been a little Bennett. slow to jump on. They, they want to fight about this one, saying it's the most egregious act to lose to the 16th. Okay, that's great. Look at the rest of his tournament record. Okay, great regular season coach. That style doesn't win come the NCAA <laughs> tournament and hasn't year after year after year. But enough of that. So that's the first. We wouldn't have the excitement. Of course, really, people wouldn't be cheering on the NCAA tournament. Oh, Rutgers has seen it. That's stupid. Don't you think we'd have a, a someone replace Sister Jean? Maybe not at eight, 98 years old. No, you get some. Northwestern, you would have somebody. Oh, right? we got Johnny? tons of guys. You got tons of you'd have, to, uh, you'd have Julie Louise Dreyfus at the game. Buddy, they'll exhume Charlton Heston. And he, <laughs> wow. Wow, now that's, that's dark. But here's the other part, is that no matter what you want to say about, oh, Power 5 schools don't, Schedule mid-majors, mid-majors don't have the money. All of these things you can say, but you cannot get away from the facts. It's like in A Few Good Men. At the end of the day, Santiago is dead, and Dawson and Downey did it. These are the facts of the case. They are undisputed. At the end of the day, mid-majors don't play the schedule that the Power Five-type conferences do. That is undisputed. You can't look at St. Mary's resume and say, yes, they should be in over a Syracuse or a North Carolina state. That's just factually incorrect. So every argument you based off of that is a, yeah, but, no, no, no. No, so you can't have that because you can't have a yeah, but argument. It's got to be, well, this is why. Everything comes off of that. You cannot say that the mid-majors play a schedule that is tough like the other conferences do. You can't compare something from the Mountain West to the Pac-12, well, the Pac-12 stunk this year, to the Big Ten, to the Big 12, to the ACC. You simply can't do it. None of those conferences you can do it for. They just don't do it. So that's where everybody's argument falls apart. No, and that's the the hard part here is, you know, how do you change it, right? As it stands, if you want to go through, you've got to decide what part of the algorithm. I gave the mid-majors the NIT. You gave them the NIT. Take the NIT. You, You gave that like it was in your will to give away. I get that. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. As you know, there's been a push to potentially try to save and change tanking in the NBA, make the playoffs more interesting, that due to the NCAA and the excitement over the play-in games that we've seen over the first course of the week for the NCAA tournament, Syracuse plays in and out here they are in the Sweet 16, that... The final playoff spots in the East could come down to a play-in game. You could see teams trying to play in for the final spot, the final two spots in the different conferences. 
LeBron James asked about that today, said, yeah, I'm not a big fan. You got to earn your spot to be in the postseason. No consolation for finishing last. That's, that's corny. But they can have that's corny. That's wild. To play for what? What are they playing for? To play in, like to get into the playoffs. So it would be a, there'd be nine teams in each? Well, you would, you would have like ten, then, then seven through ten would play to get the seven and eight. Even if my record is better than yours? Yeah. No, nah, that's whack. That's whack. <laughs> LeBron says that's whack. Here's the thing. This idea would save tanking in the NBA. Think about it. not Not quite the, well, the 7 through 10 teams would play. 7 would play 10 and 8 would play 9. Think about this, all right? Because here's how you would save tanking in the NBA. The first seven teams in each conference make the playoffs, right? you got 15 teams in each conference, okay. right? First seven make the playoffs. The last eight play in a one-game elimination to get to the one team who is left who will play the eight seed and play the number one seeded team in the conference. So eight would play 15, nine would play 14, 10 would play 13, and 11 would play 12. Well, why don't we That's go best out go. of three of all of those, and then we just play year-round? <laughs> we're going we're gonna to start We're gonna start the playoffs on the 4th of July. Just think about that. I, I realize that you would say, boy, a team that, you know, scratched and clawed to finish eighth like the Milwaukee Bucks, is it fair they got to play the Atlanta Hawks in a one game or nothing? It's not the fairest, but if you're the eighth best team, you should beat a team like the Atlanta Hawks who are, quote, not trying. That and it's revenue. Yeah, it's interest. It's, it's a interest, little bit of sizzle, yes. right? It's interest in the league. People will watch. They would watch this, quote, mini tournament as you are playing four games. Like you would have teams take the first week off. One through seven would take the week off, and then you would play this mini tournament, eight through five. You'd see the Bucks would play the Hawks, the Pistons would play the Magic, the Hornets would play the Nets, and the Knicks would play the Bulls. Well, and this would let everybody right? have another bracketology yeah. contest in their offices. <laughs> the Jazz would play the Suns, the Nuggets would play the Grizzlies, the Clippers would play the Mavericks, the Lakers would play the Kings. And then if you win, you move on. Obviously, the game would be at the higher-seeded team's court. Yes, is one and done the fairest thing? It's not, but... Hey, it works pretty well for college basketball. You know, <laughs> I know you could say, yes. I know you could say, well, the Jazz at 40 and 31, why should they have to play the Suns who are 19 and 53? It's a greater good thing. If this is for the greater good of the NBA, it's the greater good. In the end, you're the eighth seed. You want to you wanna stay out? Just finish in the top seven. I'm not just finish in the top seven, and you don't have to worry about this. But you finish eighth, and then okay, guess what? Sorry, but you got to play in this mini tournament. In the end, it's three games, and the winner then has to move on and play the number one. So, oh, but that's not fair. You play three games in five nights. Be better, be better, and not be in this. Might so be, now here's where it yeah. saves tanking because now you have teams eight through fifteen that are playing in this quote mini tournament. Now, if you're the Suns, you figure we can get hot for three games. You get in the playoffs. So after this mini tournament is when you finish the standings. So let's just say the Suns beat the Jazz. Well, then wherever the Jazz would finish after this mini tournament, that's your true standing at the end. So you could play all season long. Teams wouldn't want to tank because you win win or lose one game and, and you're who knows where you're finishing. And you would stop teams like Phoenix and Memphis and Dallas and Sacramento and the Knicks and the Bulls and everybody else would say, well, we're just putting young guys out there and we're going to suck for 60 games because we know it's not our year. You would stop that because win a game and you're going to finish not 13th in the conference. Win two games, you'll finish 11th. Win three games, you're finishing 8th. 
You're in the playoffs, but you lose that spot. If that's how you're doing it, teams couldn't tank because they'd want to win to get in the playoffs. All these games would be on national television. They're not going to get in the playoffs and suddenly, hey, we're going to rest all our healthy guys and play our scrubs because we want to finish 15th. No, that's how you do it. And that idea would save tanking in the NBA. I like that. And LeBron James doing the corny and whack. I don't know that I've heard anybody use the term corny. You know what? People don't use the word corny the right way. That's one of the words I hear people misuse plenty. That idea is corny. What? That's not. No, you want to say the idea is whack, that's fine. Because if you want to say the idea is whack, that's absolutely fine. But when you no, say that's whack. Now, that's good. But when you say corny, you know, is something that is trite, mawkishly sentimental. Corny is it that's not really I don't what think that the word, word means. means what you think it means. No. <laughs> and I know that there's, you know, people are taking corny and trying to use it in different terms, but that's really it's a real word. If you want to make a word into something else, and you want to make a definition of it, that's fine. I get it. But you can't take a word that has a definition and say it means something else now. That, that doesn't make sense. Well, eventually the dictionary, if enough people start saying it, they'll just give it a, an alternate definition. That's the way they do things now. Oh, they don't just they say, do, no, yeah. you're wrong. Yeah. They say, no, we'll add it. Here's the alternate enough, definition. Yeah, because enough people are saying it incorrectly. Let's add I'm going to tell Zoe to do that. So if she gets a word wrong on a vocabulary test, I'll say, no, just tell the teacher that's the alternate definition. That's right. Which is what I said. Not the alternate definition. Oh, well, that you're right. Everybody gets 100. That's how I use it. No question. <laughs> you know, LeBron talked about the changes that have been made to the All-Star game, and, but it doesn't want to ruin the sanctity of what they've done, what he says they've done right with the playoffs. But certainly the tanking and the second half of the season, second half meaning the legitimate final 41 games of the season, not this fraudulent, hey, let's have an all-star game in mid-February and then a 25-game race at the end as they do. You know, you look at the halfway point in the season, you've got a number of teams, hell, even before that, that have already tapped out on their season, some more obvious than others. So that's the real thing that if you're going to pull it all back, that you're trying to navigate if you're Adam Silver and NBA brass. And you can tell me all you want about the health of the league and the growth of the league. We still know with without something ridiculous happening here down the stretch, and obviously a giant pile of injuries for the Warriors at least makes you raise your eyebrow for the moment. And then you look over and you see James Harden and Chris Paul and you go, well, history says <laughs> that things are going to go bad here. But when we come into the season in mid-October and we already can whittle it down to four to six teams are competing year in, year out without some surprise popping up Boston last year, all the way to a one seed out of the blue. But beyond that, it's the same four or five teams virtually every season. That's the other thing that the NBA, as much as they want to stuff that in the closet and think nobody's noticing, we're, we're all watching the product and wondering, you know, it's it's all a fun chase for these three through ten in the Western Conference. But are any of them rising up to beat the one or the two seed in the end? You'd like to hope there there's a series to be had there, but history, at least recent history, has told us there's not. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I now present to you something we'd like to call Graceland versus Iceland. Who said it better? That's what we're going to do. Anytime we can get Graceland in, I'm in. Yes. It was last night the NAIA tournament had its championship game. Graceland University in Iowa against 
LSU-Alexandria. The game was in Kansas City because, of course, you know, why not? Sure. So the NAIA, which is a lower division college basketball, had a championship game. Graceland and LSU-Alexandria. The game was tied. Time was ticking down. Graceland had the basketball. So there it is, Graceland Radio Network on the call. A three from Graceland at the buzzer wins the NAIA. So he goes, have mercy. Have mercy. A tribute to John Stamos on Full House, who was obsessed with Elvis Presley. (laughs) How do you not say Graceland has left the building? I mean, your name is Graceland. How do you not have a hundred Elvis lines ready for if you win win the tournament? How do you not have that? Oh, Kentucky rain! I mean, <laughs> they make the shot, and you're just silent. And everybody's cheering you just say, Graceland has left the building. That's all you need. Boom. And you're done. How do you not have that? I mean, I know, whether Mark. you like Elvis or not, I mean, come on, it's Graceland. What do you mean, how, whether you like Elvis or not? There are some people who don't like Elvis. There are a bunch of dopes. Oh, well, I'm just saying, there is some, whether you like Elvis or not, you could got to say Graceland has left the building. Whether they like him or not. I'm just saying. What the hell's wrong with you? You know, there's young people, Mike Carmen, that don't know who Elvis Presley You say Elvis and they go, oh, that guy that did Imperial Bedroom? No, that's Elvis Costello. Oh, oh. Veronica. Oh, that guy who was the quarterback of the Chiefs? No, that's Elvis Gerback. Oh, Yeah, young oh, people right. don't know who the hell Elvis Gerback is. That, that, that figure skater? No, that's Elvis, Elvis Stoico. Stoico. <laughs> oh, wait, the defensive back with the Giants? No, that's Elvis Patterson. No, he, they just called oh, okay. him Toast. Uh, <laughs> oh, you mean that defensive lineman with the Broncos? goes in the Ravens and he, he got out of his contract with a fax machine. No, that's Elvis Doomerville. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Elvis, there you go. Who's Elvis Presley? Who's he play for? That's what it would be. Wow. What it would be. So, who called it better? You had Graceland and the Have Mercy call. All right. But now we have this. In the Iceland Basketball Championships, it's a real thing. Trust me, it is an absolute real thing. Well, it's a distant cousin of Lithuania. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Iceland would have to play Lithuania in some kind of winner-take-all game. I like that. You're I like that idea. So last night in the Iceland playoffs, it came down to the wire. The teams are irrelevant because you're not going to know. It was Lykur and Kefauver, who was one of the Lost Boys. Oh, that's who? for Sutherland. <laughs> and it came down to the final seconds and... It was a three-quarter shot that won the game, and here's how it sounded. That's what we need. We need a band. Strike up the band. We won. Uh, Kerry Janssen's the guy who hit the buzzer beater from the opposite free throw line. He played for Drexel 
last year at mid-majors. Who or what the See, is it Drexel? Drexel. Drexel. Drexel University. Oh, I'm going true romance. Clyde Dre- oh, Gary Oldman. Oh, 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 get some beer and some cleaning products. <laughs> uh, so that was the call. Now, Nye, I believe, in Icelandic is no. So you, so I believe that's what he was yelling the whole time. The announcer was yelling no. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's an 82-82 game. The ball gets loose underneath the hoop, and it's a gym that really has room. I, I don't know. Are there 200 people in it? It's all that, ma- it's it's all like that matters. It's a game. nice, intimate environment is it, how we'd sell it. It's like you, you can't sit really close to the floor because the bleachers are, are like, you know, five feet off the, off the floor, so people are just sitting in the top like six or seven rows. And that was the shot that won the game. Now, of course, they looked at it to make sure that it counted because it came at the buzzer. Right. They wanted to make sure the Janssen, you know, got the shot off in time. And so was they, it a catch? They looked at it, and here were the announcers reacting after they said, yes, indeed, Iceland, it was good. I don't get it. All right, first of all, Gavin Kinsel, if there's any profanity in that, you're fired. Uh, secondly, <laughs> it sounded like he was just yelling karma. In the beginning of the call, like when he knew it was good. Karma! It's karma! 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 That sounded like what he was saying. I will say this. For you, for T-shirt, for Gavin, for Looney, for for the the folks in the back doing the editing right now, I wish in your life you have any, any one moment where you're that excited about anything. Oh, I mean, I mean, look <laughs> for at all you of you the out video. there, wherever you are. We thank you for uh, for joining us on Fox Sports Radio. I don't. I mean, that's as good as it gets. No, and I don't know how any league like this makes money because you look at the game <laughs> and there's a thousand sponsor signs on there. Uh-huh. There's a thousand of them, but literally there's room for maybe I don't know four hundred people in the stands. I mean, not even. You can't sit courtside. You have to sit up. But maybe they have a crazy ass. It looks like a high, like like TV, a like a regular uh, side high school deal. gym. I don't understand how you can make money when you can't go to the Maybe games. It's a thousand dollars a seat. No, the game you can't go to the games. But I want to go to the game. No, you can't go. You just have to watch on TV. Oh, okay. Maybe I just have to get in line real early. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Knicks should figure that. You can't go to the games. You can only watch on TV. Oh, that'll get people watching on TV. Yeah. See, the Blackhawks used to do it the other way, where they wouldn't show them on TV because they said nobody would come to the game. Karma. Karma! Karma! <laughs> so excitable. You try to go in the 2-3 zone, Duke, we'll show you karma! That got the blood pumping, man. Let me tell you, that's that's excitement. That's that's infectious. I'm going to say Iceland over Graceland with that final Oh, without call. a doubt. Yeah, without I don't a doubt. think that's you, close. You didn't have an Elvis call, right? No, you got to have it. Terrible. Have I'm mercy. Still, He's quoting Stamos. I really, watching Fuller House with the kids. I'm still out of Elvises, though. I think I named every Elvis I could think of. Mm. It's also Elvis Duran, radio host. Famous Elvi, <laughs> Utah chapter. Uh, Let's see. Twitter at how about a fresca? Karma. Elvis Andrus. Oh, Elvis Andrus. You're right. I forgot about Elvis Andrus. I should have had him. 
I should have had him. I should have had Elvis Andrews. Guy named Elvis Crespo? Don't know him. No, no, no. It's not. Never no. heard of him. Oh, now you're looking up people. Oh, okay. Now you're just looking well, up I, famous I Elvises. I figured there had to be a couple we missed, and now we, we really captured them all. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.